This meeting is being recorded. It means we have to look our best. Uh, hello, hello, people from the eight corners of the world. Sometimes I click my clicker and I hold space for the whole world for a while. I usually call in a bright principle of respect. And you guys are calling in from the eight corners of the world. Please let us hear some news. We're from your part, from your part of the territory. Would anybody like to, somebody like Chloe, that would be a good place to start. Hello. Hello, Chloe. Um, I feel joy. I was just talking to my father right now, uh, telling him my joy to, to see Wahari on the screen. <laughs> hey, I was at his place in Naturalmente last week with Tanya and Buket. And yeah, and I feel joy also because yesterday, um, Nada and I gave our first coaching together for a woman who had never really heard of possibility management. So it was really interesting to to talk with her about how to lend this context and reflect together. And yeah, I, I'm noticing it's easier than I thought to actually stay connected with the field and, and keep going. I was also in, in Freiburg with the PM group there last week, meeting in person. So yeah, I feel mainly joy right now, ecstatic joy. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for the news. Somebody else. Wahari, what about you? Thank you. Thank you for the invitation. I feel great joy to be connected to this amazing group uh, here in Nature, in Algarve. And yeah, I feel lots of joy. The world is peaceful around here in nature. So yeah, I feel happy to share that piece. Thank you. Welcome. Ragi, how's it going out there in, in Egypt? Hi. Um, well, I, I feel fear because, because because I'm not sure how I feel at the moment, but when I, I feel joy when, I, when people share their joy. So that's, that's what I think. And, uh, yeah, I don't have much to say. Yeah, thank you. I, I, I want to share with you that when I feel, don't really feel anything, it, I, the first thing I decide is it's probably fear. And I go with the fear and, and it's, very helpful to do that. So it, it sounds like exactly what you did. You said you did not know what you feel right now and you feel afraid. And I think that's completely accurate. That's what I do. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. How's the Julia Hartzell trio over there doing? 
Hi. <laughs> yeah, we're pretty well here. I am. I think uh, we collectively are. We've missed a little, we've missed y'all maybe since the end of May or June. And um, I'll just say we've been practicing with the 323s, experimenting with that for a while. And, Great. Yeah. Great. Okay. Anybody else? Things have been coming up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Have you been have you been doing emotional healing processes anywhere? No, we haven't broached that yet, but we'd be interested to. Yeah, I mean, speaking for myself, I would be interested to, to see what that process is like. Yeah. So you know, we have this this team here, and how it works is you 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 don't even actually need a theme for your you don't need a you don't need to refine or distill the issue before you put your hand up and say, I would, I would like uh, an emotional healing process. Would somebody hold space for me for that in this group? And then one or two or three people will hold space for you. And it's been working fantastic. So do you want to try that now? Sure. I would like an emotional healing process and I don't know what it's about, but if anybody would like to hold space for me, I would appreciate that. Oliver. You got your first space holder, Oliver. Awesome. Yeah, really, that's all you need. Ingrid, you want to do that too? It's great to have a team like that. Oliver and Ingrid, what a what a super team. That's great. Good. So then you arrange on the on the Telegram group, just arrange a time or privately just arrange a time when you can do it. And afterwards, let us know how it goes. That would be super. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Way to go. Yeah. Emma, how's it going for you? Uh, I'm feeling a lot of sadness. Do you know what it's about? Yeah. Um, I had a flight to Costa Rica on Monday and I won't, I don't think I'll be able to get on it because of my passport being expired and I can't get an appointment. Oh, and, whoa. Um, yeah, I feel a lot of sadness. And yeah, like fear of the unknown of like what I'm gonna do. Do you have some, do you need a buddy to go through that? Um, yeah, I, I, yeah. It'd just be somebody to kind of help hold space while you're in whatever, checking out what the feelings or emotions are while you're going through that. Yeah, I would, I would appreciate support. Yeah, I'm, I'm realizing that since I've gotten into this work, um, I, I'm not really connecting with my, my, my close friends as deeply um, as before. So I've been feeling a lot of loneliness. So yeah, it, it would. Um, okay, so just say it. Could somebody hold space for me? Just go ahead and say it. Would anybody be able to hold space for me in this process that I'm going through? Ingrid and Stephanie. Whoa, and Joseph. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Super. Irena, I saw your a little yellow hand over there before. Yeah, hello. Um I've been studying uh, about the gremlin, and I would like to to 
to have uh, initiation and to somebody to help me to with the name of my gremlin because uh, on the videos that I've been studying, they said that needs to be with someone else, not mm -hmm. uh, than myself. So um, I would like to find someone who helped me with uh, finding my gremlin name, <laughs> mm -hmm. naming my gremlin. Is there somebody yeah, who is in that process? Like there's there's quite a few steps where we're trying to document it. We've discovered a whole a whole bunch of new stuff with regards to Gremlin, and we're trying to document it on the Your Gremlin website. And but uh, so it'd be great if somebody who's on that journey would hold space for you for that. Is there somebody who'd like to do that, or somebody working along those lines? Joseph, that'd be super. Yeah. And Ragi, you want to be in that also? Yeah, I'm in the process of uh, yeah. Yeah, super. So, so Joseph, could you mainly hold space for that and for Ragi and Irena? Yes, I can do that. Super. Great. Mm -hmm. Thank you. All right. You've got yourself a team. <laughs> it's, so, it's so great. It's really great. Eva, what's, what's happening there? Uh, right at the moment, I'm feeling sad because I know I, I don't really have a single hour available this week because it's just all full of parenting and, yeah, work and other great things like PM team, but I would just like to participate more and I can't at the moment and I feel sad about that. And also I feel glad to to see so many faces that I've started to know somehow in this yeah. group. And it's great to feel connected and yeah. I, I don't, so uh, two things. One is, do you, do you get in touch with people? You can call anybody spontaneously. You know, you have five minutes and five minutes is great sometimes. You know, so you can just call somebody up and say, we have a five minute check-in. Let's yeah. go. Or please give me possibility about how to bring my kids to bed right now or whatever the thing is. Yeah, it's a good idea. Yeah, maybe if I think it has to be 50 minutes or so, then uh, yeah, there's no possibility left. No, no, no. You can yeah. do possibility in three minutes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, one thing I want to share is that I've been thinking a lot about or sensing into this because so many people coming back from Mafra are starting to unenmesh their bubbles. So I was, I was checking with, like, as a parent, you're always in this bubble with a child if he's nine years old as he is somehow. But at the same time, <clears throat> it's not so good to always be in the bubble or I'm like looking at that. And I noticed that when I start consciously negotiating intimacy, that something really new and interesting happens, mm. that, that he steps out of the bubble and just goes off if I'm really clear. And I find that really fascinating. And I, yeah, it was really helpful to have this awareness to also with a child to be cautious of not mixing these bubbles more than necessary to keep connected to them. Yeah. Yes, I, in my experience really, it depends if it's a boy or a girl, but around seven years old, you can actually start 
working on that. And it's if you if you vocalize, you know, say, this is my bubble, show me your bubble. I respect your bubble, you can respect my bubble, and we can still be connected, but you have your own space. And then tell me what you need, make proposals, say, you know, start teaching them how to make proposals. Mom, I want, I want a pet rat, you know, and then you start negotiating and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that you really can do that. Nine years old, go for it. Yeah, it's great. Cool. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Dor, what about you? How is it in Israel? Looks like it's sunny. Yeah. Um, only liquid from a healing process I just did. And I went to the beach to be a pirate for a little bit. Yeah, cool. cool. Who, who was the space holder for your process? Uh, it was, uh, it was Luis. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, and Julia. You know, and you then Jennifer. Yeah, you might want to skip the pirate thing and stay liquid. You know, stay liquid as long as you can, actually. Don't try to put it back together so fast. You know, because then you just put it back together the old way and sometimes it takes a few hours or even a few days for the new thing to emerge out of the liquid state so i would encourage you to not try to put it back together so fast what do you say yes thank you cool thank you hey janet we didn't hear from you for a while can you say something yes uh i went to my 30 tb two weeks ago whoa Heading to a lab this Thursday. Oh, great. Um, who, I think who, who was doing the ETB and who's doing the lab? Both are Anetta and Paul. Yep. Seattle. Uh, and so I think the big thing right now, I was given a possibility to attend this lab. Well, I'm going to tell you all, so because I don't think this is going to get out anywhere. Uh, um, but the intention is to go as a scared girl to the lab and to experience and every, and every day I spend time with her and I, I, um, I basically am doing a 733, right? Every day I spend time with her and cry. There's a lot of fear and sadness mixed. And the other intention that I think is quite fascinating is I don't tell anybody at the, like nobody knows um, that I'm doing that. And so that's even scarier to show up in a space where, mm, nobody knows right like that i know because i've also recognized that my box likes to tell people what i'm doing like experiments i'm doing and then um they kind of ex they can expect kind of the unknown but when i don't tell them that's another that's 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 actually the bigger probably bigger experience experiment for me is not letting people know what i'm doing in the spaces that i'm in um mm -hmm. so yeah <laughs> that's that's wow. yeah yeah, thanks. I, I've, um, we have some new research. We're working on this thing called radical relating. It, it clarified itself in the lab over there in Portugal, and we're getting clear about it. We started a website to try to share, but there's not much on there yet. But the, the, I want, what I want to say here for everybody is that the emotional work that we're doing is very different from catharsis. Catharsis is kind of indulging 
or just going on and on with the intense experience of anger, sadness, fear, and even joy, and also the mixed emotions, like you said, the fear and the sadness mixed together. Catharsis is when you when you go in there and indulge, kind of do it for a while, and then kind of uses up the energy, but nothing changes. And so, and then what you're doing is you're training your nervous system to express, but you don't gain clarity out of it. You don't, there's no steps being taken. And so that's not this work. That's the work of uh, Osho, you know, Bhagwan Sri Rajneesh, who in the 1960s brought in a lot of cathartic emotional stuff, dancing and all that. So the, it would, if you're going to do the explore, you know, check out what's really going on with the fear and the sadness mixed together it, in the 333 environment, it would be important to work on separating them, separating the fear and the sadness and giving them each a voice. So what are the words? What are you afraid of? What are you sad about? Who do you need to tell those things to? Because when they're mixed together, you can't communicate them. But when you separate them, then the fear does boundaries or, you know, what to change or what to watch out for or take care of this or handle this. And the sadness is, you know, I, I need to let go of this. I need to connect with this. It's so important to get the intelligence and energy of those, of the fear and the sadness separated from each other. And so that I would encourage really a lot of that kind of work and of course you will you will discover emotional healing processes that are behind that as you the separating is an emotional healing process but so is what you discover behind it and that and don't don't hesitate to go through those processes you know call somebody up say you know put a note out can somebody hold space for me and just go through the process because it's i think it's great to in terms of radical relating it's great to lower the it's great to take the pretend mask off. You know, the, we, a lot of us, we wear these pretend masks like, as if I can do this, as if I am this. You know, it's, this pretend is very big for modern culture people. And we're so good at, at acting as if, we're, and then, but the thing is you become a hollow person then. You're really polished on the outside and it's empty on the inside. And that's a very painful place to live from. And it, uh, and more and more people that I'm in touch with, that we're in touch with, are been, have been discovering how long they've been doing the pretend, uh, fake, superficial show piece, part of their, their personality, and, and who they are without that. Who are you when that's not running your, your life? And because we're so good at it, we're so used to it. We put it on to please people or to make other people happy, to fit in, to be accepted, all that. And, and yet then it doesn't really work because we don't get to be ourselves. And so this is the uh, big step to discover that, you know, there's, there, what, what's, in, what's behind it is, like you said, fear or sadness or, and then go through those emotional healing processes and start to discover who you are, what kind of character is waiting for you to be, like who, what's waiting for you to be as a free and natural adult person, not a free and natural child person. I mean, why would you want a child running your life? 
This is a distortion in the modern psychological field where people get this idea it's somehow wonderful to have a, a free and natural child alive in their life. This is not a child's life. You know, a child makes messes, but somebody else has to clean them up. Whereas a free and natural adult can make huge messes and be responsible for them at the same time. And that's how you navigate chaos. That's how you create transformation as you create a mess and clean it up. And so, yeah, so I hope that gives a couple of uh, new possibilities for your experimenting. Yeah, cool. Thank you. Anything else from anybody else right now? Um, uh, Stephanie, a, hi, go ahead. Hi, I had a really uh, cool call with Emma and Tiffany following up on last week. So we had some discussion and some things definitely coming out of that about how to negotiate and from understanding what boundaries are, uh, how they apply to the person holding them um, versus the other person and uh, taking apart all of the feelings that are present to figure out what needs to be asked for. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty excited about what's coming out about that. And um, using that, I also, I did, I did a lot of things this week, but I also had a great time doing um, Spark 45 with my partner and uh, identifying the things that we're committed to. I think we got a, a start on it. And I think there are also Think there might be a lot of things on that list i don't know if that's typical of like how many things people are committed to but i think there's more than what we found so far and then the last thing that was um really interesting was trying to understand uh what being adaptive really is and that came from looking at the spark as well and trying to get that distinction really clear and i shared that in the telegram group door um, was helpful there it wasn't super clearly defined on the be adaptive page. So um, I was curious if anybody had any additional uh, thoughts about the, um, I, I proposed a definition that feels like what I'm working with for being adaptive. Um, if anyone saw it in the telegram and has any additional thoughts or clarity on that. Thank you. Are you, are you a school teacher? No. <laughs> you didn't anybody ever say you should be a school teacher? Uh, surely when I was young. Hmm. Did you like school? Uh, not particularly. Hmm. Cool. I was just checking. You, it just felt like a school teacher space that you were opening up there, going down your list and diving deeper into something that you already wrote on Telegram. You know, it's like, it feels like a reviewing the lesson, something like that. So I don't know if, you know, I was speaking about this pretend thing, the pretend show that we put on. And the question is what's behind that? And I don't know if there's a spark about that yet, but that sure is a possibility to write the next one about that. But that I'm so glad you're experimenting. Spark 45 is powerful. So thank you for sharing that. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Let, Andrea, how about you? Can you just say something? And then Kian after that. Hi, yes, I actually would like to share an experience um, that I had a week ago. And, and it's been really tied to what I've been going through over the last year a lot. And I went, I went to see my, my pneumologist um, 
that deals with the lungs. And she basically told me after like 10 years that I don't have to go there anymore, like even for checking or anything. Uh, so um, I was I was really happy to hear that. But at the same time, I felt uh, this feeling that 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 fear, like what what's there, um, what's there afterwards? Like this this is what I know. This this is where I always go to, even just for a checking or or something, just just to make sure, you know. And and I found myself asking her, like, are you sure, like? you're not giving, going to give me an appointment for the next year? Like there's nothing. <laughs> I was really surprised and confused and, and had fear and joy at the same time. And it was this really strange place that I've never been to before where I actually consciously realized that I am asking her to see me again and feeling joy at the same time that I don't have to go to see her again. And um, I, I had a lot of health issues before and I'm in a transition to something new, um, a, a possibility where I don't have to go through all of this, where, where I can leave the past behind and just slowly, you know, just get rid of all of those issues. So it really made me realize uh, how I've based my identity on that. Mm -hmm. and how it reflects to my relation to other uh, other people, other friends or family, how, how they see me, how I see myself and who am I going to be without all of this? Like, are they going to be... Well, I, I've seen that happening because of the changes and everything, but I really want to leave the past behind and it's scary for me. Yeah, thank you. Have you been in Rage Club? Uh, no, but uh, Brian, could, could you be in Rage Club? <laughs> yes, I can be in the Rage Club. Um, I those, as, the reason I'm saying that is those are the kinds of things that are next. You know, leaving behind the childhood survival strategy of kind of always having something physically wrong, so people take care of you or have pity on you, or they don't, they don't are not mean to you, something like that, is uh, leaving that behind is the way we go into adulthood. And there are new resources that we have inside of ourselves. So oftentimes it's, we've found that people who have lung issues, once they start Rage Club, the lung issues are gone because they're able to let the lungs go fully loud and fully big and for a long time. And it's so, such a joyous experience as the, as the adult parts starts coming in yeah and start figuring out who you are you know who what your potential is as an adult and and learn to walk that way learn to sign your name on paper as this adult woman and learn to make a choice at the at the restaurant from the adult woman and in which movies do you watch and what clothes do you wear and how do you say hello to someone is a totally new way of being as this adult woman. And it's fantastic to inhabit the next thing as the child gets healed and becomes uh, complete. Yeah, thank you. Um, actually, if I can just have a quick question to follow up on that. Um, there's, there's more 
fear that I have around that, what what I've seen before when I was stepping out of that, like how, how it reflected. Are you asking for an emotional healing process? Why the hell not? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think that would be valuable. Why don't you go ahead? Okay, can I ask? Um, yes, you someone... can ask. You can ask. <laughs> I would like to ask for- You're welcome, You're welcome to ask. <laughs> So, see, that's what um, I'm talking about. Both of those offers that you just yeah. made were from the child. So, you're asking for permission and all that. So, just go ahead. Yeah. You can ask. Go ahead. Thank you. I I would like to. I I am asking if someone can hold a space for me for an emotional healing process. Um, that's enough. You don't have to say any more. Okay. Thank you. Chloe's got her hand up already. That's fantastic. That would be super. That's all you need. Cool. Thank you, Chloe. Thank you, Thank you Andrea. Cool. Kian, go ahead. What you what you spoke of this show, when you spoke of this show, Clinton, I I got this sense that this is really speaking to a door or something that that is very close inside maybe i'm not yet at the door but i really see that door and i feel really sad for yeah seeing my adaptiveness or my my playing my show of being okay and um pretending to be better than i am or something like that and feel angry also about playing that show and I feel the price of playing that and I don't want to play that play that show anymore yeah thank you I mean the way this works is if you feel the pain of playing the show big enough it, you will stop you will not be able to do it so I think you're beginning to feel the pain you said I am feeling the pain I would say you're feeling about 12% of it so far, maybe 13%. Let yourself really, in the moment, let the, let the pain of putting a fake show on so that other people don't have to relate to you or listen to you or respect you or wh whatever reason you're putting the show on, really feel the pain of, of how long you have been doing it and what it has cost you in terms of authentic connection and really radical relating with people in the moment. And if the, when you feel the pain of it enough, you'll be doing something else. This is really how it works. And see, that's the point of learning to feel angry, sad, glad, and scared in big percentages is because then you just know what the pain is. It's anger. Okay, this is anger about that. It's fear about this. And learning to feel that we can navigate the pain. And without, without having learned to feel phase one of feeling, if we don't know how to feel yet, it's, you're just stuck in, stuck in the beginning and first, you know, in the first step. And we've tried to do emotional healing processes, maybe you have too, with people who have not yet learned anger, sadness, fear, and joy, and this is 10%, and this is 70%, you know, and that's a feeling and that's an emotion. And if, if somebody doesn't have that simple clarity, 
it's it's really not possible to navigate emotional healing processes with them. All you can do is practice learning phase one of feelings with them, which is really important, but the process won't happen. But once you learn how to navigate, you know, anger, sadness, fear, and joy, it's a whole new world opens up of growing up and healing and letting go and taking on and starting and stopping. And it's a big, big world opens up. So I'm glad you're doing, you guys are doing the work with that. Thank you, Kian. Anything else, Kian, about that? Okay. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, great. It's great. All right. I'd like to you to make sure you have your, your energetic center. Put your attention on your energetic center and use your intention to move your energetic center to your physical center, which is just below your navel center of your body. And take a deep breath and use your clicker and make a grounding cord between your center and the middle of the earth. Use your clicker for that. And then at the count of three, please tell me the color of your grounding cord. Just say it out loud. One, two, three. Yellow. Mine is yellow. Thank you. And then one more click of your clicker and make this bubble around yourself. And uh, when we were when we've taught the bubble before, we've always made it pretty thin, usually around three millimeters thick, this bubble. But some of you in certain circumstances, it would be useful to have a thicker bubble than that. So you can make a bubble that's five centimeters thick, still flexible, still clear, but it's just a bigger bubble because you're in a, a space where there's just a lot of uh, un, unhelpful energy going around or other people's emotions or stuff going around outside of you and you make a bigger bubble and then it just goes down the outside of the bubble into your grounding cord and down into the earth and you, it just protects you from this a lot of stuff that's going on around so don't be afraid to experiment with how thick you're making your bubble at any particular time and if you want you can help me hold space here for the whole group you click your clicker one more time and make this yellow cube that includes everybody who's in the space here today and uh, it just goes all around the whole world and includes everybody so they're all in this safe space together and then we can start we're on page 183 section 6t it's called build and use a low drama detector here we go <clears throat> page 183 so it refers back to a previous section. It says in section 2C, the map of low drama introduced what low drama is, how it works, and how pervasively low drama is woven into our ordinary human relationship. So I just remind us that low drama essentially is this triangle where there's a victim who's the most powerful player in a low drama, because if there is no victim, there is no low drama. If you don't have a victim, how can you have a drama? So the victim, a really good 